Welcome to the Dumb Dominoes Podcast. As always, I'm Chase. I'm Zach. And today, we're here to do a car ride review on the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, yes. We're here at Benton Tinseltown, one of our favorite theaters. We decided to catch the 3 o'clock showing on a Thursday mm-hmm. for, how much was the ticket? $6? Well, it's Friday. Friday. Okay. <laughs> I don't it's know. Good Friday. It's Good Friday, so we thought we'd go try to see a good movie. Yeah. And that's, in my opinion, what we got. I I was really pleased with the Super Mario Brothers movie, and I it was a lot better than I expected. I don't. I had some low expectations. Well, that's what I was about to bring up is that I went into this movie with no expectations. Yeah, me too. I was not thrilled about it, and the first trailer turned me off to this movie yeah me too like when i first saw it it just i just wasn't interested in what this movie could have done and you brought it up earlier and i was like oh, i don't know yeah but i, I felt guess like, I'll, I'll go and see this movie i felt like as 90s babies like we had to see it yeah being mario i'm you know i was born in 95 so mario has been a big part of my life and my childhood nintendo yeah and even if it the, even if it's bad, it's like I have to see it. Like I, I owe it to it. And not to mention that we have a, a movie and television podcast. Oh yeah, we kind of, it's our job now. It's our job, and I wanted to see it. And so I think you were a little more down on it to start than I was. But that same trailer that put you uninterested had me. It lowered the bar. Yeah. So when we started getting into it, well, also I worked today. I worked and immediately came right when I got off. We came up here, so. Well, you said you wanted to. Well, yeah, I'm no. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but it's a holiday weekend, and then we've got bigger fish to fry in the future with the Pope's Exorcist and Guardians Five. Yeah. And so I felt like it was like now or never. No, that's fair. And plus, it just came out. And, yeah, and then we have the new Exorcist movie, or no, no, that's Evil Dead. So we had the new Evil Dead movie, and then we have The Pope's Exorcist, which is Russell Crowe is a priest in a possession movie. Yeah. So it's like, okay. And then Guardians 5 is what, like two weeks after that? I, I honestly don't know. No, it is we... May 5th. Okay. So, and it's like April 7th today, so it's a month away. And then those two are in the middle. Hmm. But back to Super Mario Bros. When we started getting into it, about 15 minutes in, I'd say about the 20 minute mark was, I kind of perked up a little. I was like, hmm, I was like, that's kind of funny. I, I like the look of this. I will say I feel better, like after watching this movie than I did going into it. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it brought me up, it really did. And uh, another thing, a lot of people were criticizing Chris Pratt over his Mario voice yeah. when the trailers were coming out. And after watching the movie, it didn't really bother me. Not one bit. I thought Chris Pratt as Mario did just fine. He did some of the high-pitched voice that you know from Mario, but in, in a, but most of the movie he did like his own kind of voice, like a little twist on I'll his be, own voice. I'll be honest with you. If I didn't tell you that was Chris Pratt, you wouldn't have known. Probably not. Was it like the perfect Mario voice? Probably not. Probably like a 70 out of 100 for me, but was... Was it worth it to the studio to have him on the marquee as Mario compared to the job he did? Absolutely. Because he did 
more than an adequate job. And then that allowed them to say, hey, Chris Pratt's the lead in a Mario movie. Oh, yeah. Plus, you got people like Charlie Day in it as well, mm -hmm. who did great as uh, Luigi. But then you get Jack Black as the man himself, or the turtle himself, King Bowser. Yeah. Good Lord. It's not even close who the best performance of this movie was. Oh, yeah. Jack Black as Bowser stole the show... And it's not even close. His name should have been number one on the marquee. Mm -hmm. And as we saw, Jack Black in the after credits helped write almost all the characters as well as performing. Mm -hmm. So the song "Peaches" that he performed in this mm -hmm. in this movie. Best scene in the movie by far. Absolutely. There's a scene. Well, this is where we kind of start getting into spoilers, I guess. Might, yeah, might as well. There's a scene where Bowser is sitting at a piano like he's Elton John or he's... Uh, That's what I was thinking. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. <laughs> and he's just sitting by himself. And he's got a picture on the piano of Princess Peach. And he's already gave one indication that he's kind of in love with her. Mm. But I love the contrast of how he's this big bad dude. Like they got him as like a demon. Yeah. But then he's like... You think she likes me? <laughs> <laughs> He's singing this huge ballad to yeah. Peach. And yeah. in the background, it shows a wide shot of him sitting on the piano playing it and singing. And yeah, and he's you like, see Peach's face just show up like 15 times. Yeah, he's like, thinking now and again, does Peach love me? <laughs> <laughs> and I got to tell you. You should I work out to that song. <laughs> oh, I, you know what's hilarious? I may not just... But I will watch that on YouTube probably at least 300 times yeah. before it's all said and done. That was <laughs> yeah. so entertaining. And so this, when that happened, this movie was just starting to win me over. So when they had that scene of Bowser singing on the piano, mm -hmm. I kind of felt bad for the people in front of me. Because I don't think the rest of the audience in there has the humor that like we do. Yeah. Because it's more kiddish, I guess. Yeah that movie because there were a lot of kids in this, in yeah, this movie. i was laughing so hard i was like doing the foot stomp yeah, you where were I kicking was, and that just got me like it was just right for me because i love elton john and billy joel yeah. and i just jack black doing a big ballad just like school of rock I mean, yeah. come on it just hit me just right and then when the the little wizard like the uh his little sorcerer oh, yeah, the wizard when he when he showed up to give like he, bad news, yeah, he gives him bad news, and he goes, "Come play with me." Yeah, he goes, "Mario is with Princess Peach," and he goes, "Well, does she like little Italian men? <laughs> Maybe." And he slams the piano on his fingers, <laughs> and the guy goes, "Oh!" <laughs> he goes, "Oh God!" And he goes, "Well, get some more intelligence on him." Yeah. And he goes, can I take my fingers out? And he goes, no, leave them. He said pain <laughs> is learning or knowledge or something like that. <laughs> that was the best scene in the movie by a mile. And I was fully invested after that. I love the first scene um, where you, when you see them going through the, the pipes for the first time mm -hmm. and they get separated and you go into 
you know, because uh, Mario, he gets sent to uh, the Mushroom Kingdom. Well, mm -hmm. Luigi gets sent to, uh, what do they call that? The Darklands? Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Something like that. And uh, immediately, it, it gives you um, Luigi's Mansion vibes, which is kind of like a horror game. Mm -hmm. And man, did it do it well. Yeah, it did. It, it really, I mean, I could understand being younger and kind of actually getting scared at that. Mm -hmm. When you yeah. had all the, I don't know what those are, but they're like Yoshi type of like skeleton creatures. Mm -hmm. And those things just started popping up out of nowhere and they just started like mobbing him like the like the zombies from The Walking Dead. It was awesome. It was great. Yeah, and I've just felt like, I was really glad that this movie was shorter. Like, I was kind of had the feeling if it was three hours long that it would just be a long drawn out story. But no, it was only an hour and a half and... It was action the entire time, and they knew what they, knew they, what they were making. Yeah, yeah, they knew what they were making, and they did it. Like, kind of like a cocaine bear, in a way. Well, <laughs> they they knew what their audience was. They knew what their mm -hmm. material was going to be, so they they planned around it. And yeah, they did so it well. I'm glad that nobody's trying to fool anybody on this movie. Yeah, it's a kids movie, but was it really entertaining? Yes. And did they give a nod to all of the old classic Mario? stuff from games of old i loved it yeah because you got what you got like mario party you got just super marios in mario general. karts mario kart I've, donkey kong donkey kong mm -hmm. and, so. then, and then uh there was another one it almost felt like smash near the end didn't it it's almost the way dungeons and dragons like so seamlessly fit in the nods yeah it worked out really well yeah i love the nods to the gods Oh, <laughs> man, they did a really smooth job of it. I, I don't know what's been going on lately, but a lot of times homages and nods to the past, they don't work out like they kind of stand out mm -hmm. where it's been smooth in movies lately. It really has. And I'm I'm really happy that this movie decided to go that route mm -hmm. where it was like it had to. Well, I wasn't sure if it was just going to be like just standard yeah. Mario's or, you know, Mario Bros. In, the, in that traditional sense of the, you know, just going through the kingdom and then, you know, jumping on mushrooms or little yeah, turtles I didn't know and stuff either. like that. They like they incorporated all the games and stuff like that, and it it just made me happy. It really did. It was a happy movie. Like, if I had one word to describe it, like on uh, Dungeons & Dragons, my words were like, stunning visuals, thrilling adventure. This one's just, it made me happy. I was so happy, like, because of our history with it. It also made me, uh, I did like this. It had homages, not just to, like, the game, but to, like, 80s in general. Because we got some montage scenes. I you love know, the Like, music. some training, like, Rocky style. We need a hero! Yeah, and, and Mario's doing all these flips and jumps and trying to, you know, complete this yeah. course. And when they're, when they're setting up their carts for the Mario Kart montage. Mm-hmm. Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, so I did enjoy that. And that goes kind of to what I was saying, is they're hitting on uh, when they're doing their homages. So I loved it. I, I like the story too. Like I wasn't sold when they were in Brooklyn in the beginning and they weren't in the Mario world. Yeah. I figured they'd do something like that, but I was like, I really want you to hurry and get out of this. I want you in the Mushroom Kingdom. I, I don't want 
I don't really want to see like them working as plumbers in Brooklyn. Like, yeah. I, I come to this to get away from that thought. His dad's disappointed in him, and they're working as plumbers in Brooklyn. Like, that ain't the vibe I want. Yeah, they quit their jobs to become uh, for their dream job, which is yeah. to be plumbers. And I understand that's the emotional grounding. Yeah. But like I was telling you in a movie the other day, it's like I don't want that in a Super Mario's movie, and I don't. I just want to see a bunch of. That's like Buzz Lightyear. You know, like, I just want to see the, the goof. I just want to see yeah. the world. Like, if you want some emotional grounding, like we'll go see Bruce Wayne's parents get killed again. <laughs> well, you see behind I, the movie theater. I feel like that would have been a waste them doing that whole beginning scene if they didn't end it in Brooklyn. That was yeah, the payoff. Yeah, they, they brought it, but yeah, and that's why it's okay because they didn't spend too long and then they paid it off and it was like, okay, I got you. So, is there any? any special moments that stand out or any characters that stood out in a in a special way to you well i'll get to that but uh one thing i wanted to tell everybody was with us being so in tune with this now we're not crazy deep fans like but we're we're we played we're Mario. versed yeah so i bet there were seven times in this movie at least where i leaned over to you and i said here comes toad and within 20 seconds there's toad yeah or you leaned over to me and you said princess peach is not in that castle and then they go princess peach isn't here yeah, she, she's in another castle go look for her there yeah but it just that happened probably eight times but and, it was so crisp the way it happened and, it didn't just happen well we also did it we did it several times where we were both like well, here come the bananas, or yeah. here come the green shells. Yeah, I was like, he's going to shoot him with a turtle on the rainbow, and then boom. <laughs> and then I was like, it's going to be Rainbow Road. Sure enough, it was Rainbow, it was rainbow Road. Rainbow Road, yeah. So I did enjoy that we we were on our game. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I think they did all the characters justice. I, I got nervous there with Donkey Kong for a minute. I was like, oh, no, they're not going to do that, are they? And I still liked Donkey Kong. I don't think Seth Rogen was the right choice for Donkey Kong. Uh, I don't know. But I can live with it, I guess. I, I loved how they did Diddy Kong real quick. Mm -hmm. They showed Diddy Kong just for a split second. He was just cheering on Donkey Kong. Yeah. Just in the crowd because they did a Coliseum. It was Mario versus uh, Donkey Kong. And for the, what, the army of the Kongs mm -hmm. to save the Mushroom Kingdom. And that whole battle was actually really entertaining. It was funny, and it got pretty intense with when he became the cat. It sure did. When when Mario got that uppercut, <laughs> I thought it was over. Yeah, wow. I just enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Luigi kind of took a back seat yeah. the whole movie. I thought he would be more involved, but well, if anything, he took the uh, he took uh, Peach's place in the sense of you know saving the princess. It was Mario saving his brother. Yeah, that's true. And I was thinking about that during it. I was like, hmm. But I get it. They wanted to make Princess Peach a main character. I felt like Charlie Day being as Luigi was the, funny enough, like, aside from Bowser, the best. Like, he sounded the best. He kind of acted the best yeah. in his character. And he got kind of side-railed the whole movie. Yeah, I do love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Horrible bosses. Horrible bosses. So... Uh, and I'm very, like, I've seen him a lot on screen. So when they said he was going to be Luigi, I was like, oh, that's good. That's really good. 
And when I knew that Jack Black was going to be Bowser, I was like, oh, that's crazy perfect. And then I heard Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. I was like, oh, that's risky. And then when I heard Chris Pratt was going to be Mario, I was like, I don't know about this. What about Keegan-Michael Key as a Toad? I thought that was perfect. And when I heard Anya Taylor-Joy was going to be Princess Peach, I was like, my God, that is just perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, The Queen's Gambit, very good on Netflix if you haven't seen that. They tried to have her be the star of the new Mutants, but it just wasn't time. Yeah. But she is a phenomenal actress, and, and she will be, you can mark this down on this podcast, she will be the number one female actress before, within 10 years. Yeah. She's the next She's going to be the next Charlize Theron. She's going to be the next Amy Adams. Margot next Robbie. Margot Robbie. Like, she's that good. Yeah. She's just, she almost doesn't even seem real, which kind of, that's what leads me to be like, oh, yeah. If you watch The Queen's Gambit, it's just really clear. Like, she put that project on her back. Really? Yeah. And it's just clear when you watch that that she's going to be the next one. Top tier. Yeah, she's going to be the next as long as she doesn't start dating Tom Cruise or something. Oh, and she'll get around to Pete Davidson at some point probably. Oh, my Probably not. He's too busy with, like, Selma Hayek, Kim Kardashian. He's... What is your... What is the deal with Pete Davidson? I don't know. I really don't. He's... He's an enigma. Is he? He's... Con oh, yeah. He's confusing. Yeah. Well, but back to this. <laughs> <laughs> back to Mario. <laughs> yeah, back to something that makes me happy other than something that makes me confused and sad. <laughs> Pete Davidson. <laughs> There's a guy who's living my dream, but it's like, I wouldn't want to be him. No. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate him as much as Kanye West, but I'm not a fan. Have you seen or heard anything about the King of Staten Island? I heard it was hilarious, but I literally couldn't watch it because of him. I have no idea. I watched one of his stand-ups because I'm, a, I'm a huge stand-up guy. Mm -hmm. I've watched stand-up for 15 years, and I love it. And his, like, he had some good moments, but he also was like, eh. Like, some jokes were hit and miss. He was about, he's right above average, I would say, if that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Mario. Well, I like the fact... I, I did... I already said I liked that it was short, but I like the fact that the story was corralled into the Mushroom Kingdom, the, the dark... The dark lands. The dark lands. Uh, and Brooklyn. Con, uh, Kong Country? I don't know what yeah. they call that place. So, everybody and their brother knows that there's going to be a million sequels to this because this is going to be a box office king. Oh, yeah. I, I think... Uh, Nintendo is only still around because of this property. This and Zelda. Yeah, but like Mario, we've known for a long time is a cash cow to say the very least. <laughs> very least, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bring in the Italians. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that we all knew that this was going to be a box office titan, even if it sucked. Yeah. So why give away all the other characters? Why reveal the whole world? Mm -hmm. And you have a lot to go off of in the IP. Yes. So if you did each movie kind of like this one, you don't you wouldn't have to come up with anything new. You could just follow the game plan. 
Pretty much, yeah. I heard this thing was looking at like a worldwide over $200 million opening weekend, which is like, we're, that's getting into Avatar country. That's getting into... Endgame and that's getting, Infinity War. You almost want to say Marvel, but now you got to take a step back. Five to ten years ago, Marvel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, but yeah, so it's going to be a box office titan. It's probably going to make $700 million to a billion. And if it has legs, I mean, honestly, it can get into that crazy territory. So they're going to fast track a sequel, which I don't know if you've thought of this, with the movie being a full-on kind of CG live action is, they can push out more movies faster. Yeah. And just needing the big stars to do voice roles, like a sequel is going to be no problem. Not at all. So it's going to be a huge franchise that's going to be around for a long time. The actors love voice roles because they don't even really have to clear their schedule and they get a nice check out of it. Yeah, you can phone it in at this point. Yeah. So. Like you really can. Yep. So it's, they love it. Like he doesn't, no one has to take time really out of their schedule. They probably voice, how long do you think it took for them to voice this? I mean, Chris Pratt probably got it done in like a week or two. I'd say no more than a month. Yeah. So. What except, you, except for maybe Jack Black because you know how he is he took over yeah I so say he probably did like three months of VO just to make sure he did everything as perfect as he wanted but you know Jack Black has said that he's getting into the territory of retiring from acting and that he loves spending time with his son and he has his gaming channel and plenty of money so like this is a perfect outlet for him he doesn't have to spend six months away from his family but he can express his Artistic. creative genius yeah and so I think it was just right up his alley he's like man I'm looking to retire I can't do any more Tropic Thunders <laughs> yeah. School of Rocks but like here's a perfect outlet I'm gonna get paid this is a monster IP like let's rock also I don't know if maybe it's just because I've gotten older and I haven't watched as many recently but did this movie and that CG and all that did it look absolutely phenomenal to yeah, you like it was ten, like leagues above what we used to have it was stunning it's the first time since it's the first time i can honestly say the cg was better than pirates of the caribbean uh dead man's chest the cg was better than spider-man 2 mm -hmm. it's the first one i've seen that the cg was better than like 2006 because it's looked like this crummy crummy looking yeah it has this like almost haze over it over everything and ant-man 2 or not 2 but ant quantum manium yeah like they should be ashamed at the uh <laughs> the cg they put out well i think it's because of the art style i think that's what lends this movie to look so good it's because when i when it first started and i looked at uh mario and that spike or whatever he had him by the the overalls mm -hmm. And he had him up in his face and you got real close in on Mario's face. And you could see like individual like strands of his mustache. Yeah, it was really good. That was insane. And I'm glad they chose that route instead of... Live action. Yeah, and being shortcut, shortcutting it. Yeah. But yeah, I was thoroughly pleased. It was a fun movie. It was a fun movie and I'm glad we went and watched it. And it was a borderline if we were going to do it or not, but oh, I feel yeah. like we needed to. Yeah. 
I'm happy I went and saw it. Yeah, I like... Plus, it was only six bucks. It was six bucks. Even though you can't go to a movie for under $100. Now, Just I want to explain that story to everybody. Go ahead. Y'all let you take it. Because I've been saying that a lot. I got into a little bit of a social media back and forth with a man who had a viral video somehow by saying, no one wants to go to a movie anymore because it's so expensive, concession, the likes of, and he says, and he, he had, he was kind of this smug attitude, of course. And he kept saying over, you can't go to a movie for under a hundred dollars. You can't go into a movie for over a hundred dollars. And so all I did with our account was post a small video of just our movie ticket where at 5.55 p.m. on a Friday, we saw a movie for six dollars and fifty cents. Mm -hmm. So this man adds me and stitches me again and he says, tells me I'm wrong, says that's not what movies cost. And then I had about 70 comments telling me I was an idiot and didn't know what I was talking about. And all I did, he said, you can't go to a movie for under a hundred and I just posted a picture of my ticket for six bucks. And everybody told me I was wrong. I'm like, this is a literal receipt. Yeah. I have I have a matching copy of it as so well. It's probably gonna be a running joke from here to the end of time whenever we get a movie ticket and it's six to ten dollars and I'm gonna say, Can't go to a movie for under a hundred dollars, man. You really can't. And I think like later on he tried to post a video where it was like twenty four bucks for an IMAX and he was like, I'm bringing like five kids or something like that and I'm like yeah but don't that's yeah but like don't sit here and say you can't go to a movie for under a hundred dollars like today for instance my movie my ticket was six dollars I paid fifteen dollars for a large coke large popcorn so a $20, $20 bill and tell me what else you're gonna do with your time I mean two beers down at the bar is gonna be twenty dollars nowadays that's fair so don't tell me like the movies are crumbling because of that if any reason it's because of the movies well that I actually don't think I, I think that, that is 30% of it 70% of it is just there's so much available online at home oh yeah like when I was a Streaming kid and all that. when I was a kid you had a box TV and a flip phone and if you wanted to see something on you know like amazing you had to go to the movie theater yeah so Netflix HBO having huge digital TV, smart TV, where you can just, hey, honey, you know, let's pick out a movie, and you've got, I mean, how many movies are at your disposal? Like, 4,000 of them? Uh, I'm probably more so, honestly. So, that's why, to me, and then the movie quality's kind of low, just like, you're not gonna get like a Top Gun Maverick, or, or whatnot, like a lot. Like they, Terminator 2. They pick and choose, which, this Marvel bubble bursting is not good because everybody up their money to do these big budget superhero CGI fest. Nobody even wanted that. The only reason we tuned in is because they built up a story for 10 years mm -hmm. and we wanted to see Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans finish the story. Yeah. It was about people. It wasn't about saving the universe. It was about people. It was about the journey. It's about the journey and it was about how you felt about Robert. Mm -hmm. That's how you felt. But well, now that it's over, they're just cashing in on on the success with I mean with a few hits that are legitimate like Moon Knight. 
I love Moon Knight. It was a great little like mini series that came out. Yeah. And um, like that was a hit, but then you get into all this other stuff, like Loki and uh, it's just time feeling Falcon garbage. and the Winter Soldier and garbage. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a waste of time, really. It's You're just, just cashing in. It's garbage, and I'd be the first to tell you. But do you want to tell people about the after credit scene? So we, so we, just so if you go to watch this movie, uh, there's a mid credit scene mm-hmm. and there's an after credit scene. Both good, by the way. The mid credit scene is funny yep. because it, it it cuts back <laughs> to Jack Black or Bowser, and he's and he's singing again <laughs> on, on the piano and he's still singing in Peaches. And he's got shackles. Yeah, and and they zoom out and earlier in the movie at the end of it. He was uh, force-fed a blue mushroom, which shrinks you, mm-hmm. and, and he's in like a bird cage, <laughs> and he's playing this piano, and he's like a miniature version of himself, and uh, the guy tells him to quit singing, and he gets mad and throws the piano to the <laughs> side. <laughs> that was a great mid credit scene. That was the best mid credit scene I've ever <laughs> Mini Bowser having a tantrum in yeah. a bird cage. He's just trying to play the piano. <laughs> he just, he's, you know, he's, he's letting out all of his emotions, his feelings. Yeah. Oh, man. And then the and after then, credit scene. Yeah, we, we cut through, we're like uh, going through the sewers and you know you're weaving through and at the very end you you see an egg mm-hmm. you see an egg with green little dots on it and it starts to crack and then it fades to black would you have liked him to come out of the egg or did you like that they made it pretty clear well they made it clear but that's that, that was the thing it's like he should have popped out of it he should have just went ahead and popped out mm-hmm. like if we understand what that is that's yoshi yeah we knew that so you don't have to, you know. He should have popped out. Yeah, you don't have to tease us. It was after credits anyway, so let's yeah, do it. We saw the Yoshi kind species briefly in the movie, but you never got any of the Yoshis. No, so. But I actually kind of praise them for that because they've made a good movie and now they have something. To work with? Yeah, like they have something that the people want to see for the next movie. I, I did also see how. Uh, I'm, this is my prediction for the next movie because he showed up briefly in this movie. We got to see King Boo, mm-hmm. and I feel like the next movie is going to focus on King Boo as the main villain, and then this is where you're going to get Yoshi as well. That'd be fine. I could buy that, and they'll bring the crew back. And I don't think it, the next one's going to have the same kind of value this one is, but it'll probably be fine. I feel like it will. I don't feel like it's going to stray. Like it's going to. Do you feel like they maybe pushed it too much in this movie? Where they had all the Mario Kart, all the Super Smash? No, because you have to do it. You have to establish it. I mean... That's why sequels are always a little bit... Come up a little bit short, because... The first movie went all The first movie has to... You have to do it. You know, like... Like D&D said, like... We had to come out here and do it. Or there would be no chance at a sequel. But then you kind of, like blew it a little bit so you have to come back and then it's like you bring it back down to earth and then the third one you go like heavier than you had for any of them you just go insane with it is what you're saying or in the john wick franchise the fourth movie but yeah. the third movie did go up above and beyond and then, and then the they went above it, that yeah <laughs> so 
I just can't believe that we finally, we talked about this month of March for film for a long time and we talked about it even like in October mm-hmm. and how unbelievable it was and just the fact that we're through it and we did all the movies we said we were going to do and it's just like how does it get away from you so fast? I, I don't know because I remember not too long ago we were talking about what we were going to do for a our Halloween spooky spectacular or whatever. And we did pretty good. We did Barbarian and Smile back-to-back car ride reviews in one week. The Thing. We did The Thing. The longest podcast we have on here. Yeah, and one of our best. People love it. Yeah. And because we're passionate about that movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, so we were talking about a spooky month, and I remember April of last year, a full year ago, we started doing Kenobi and Stranger Things at the same time and we were nervous because we were new podcasters and we were like how are we going to do this? We didn't have the equipment, we didn't have the uh, we, we were insecure about everything, mm-hmm. worried about our sound, worried about how we would how we would sound. Yeah but it was kind speaking. of a, it was kind of a blessing that Ooh, Stranger Things. look at that, vet. Yeah. Sorry there's a Corvette nice that just story. drove by. I think it was a kind of blessing that me and you we're so over the moon and so in love with that Stranger Things season because I think it helped us get over our insecurities podcasting wise because we started talking about the episode because you watched it at home and I watched it at home but me and you took that season so personal mm-hmm. that when we met up like we wanted to talk about that episode to each other yeah because we said uh, specifically to each other we're not going to talk about it unless yeah. we're filming it and like so there was a lot of things we want like now i mean you could cover a funeral and you know we could make it listenable <laughs> you know yeah we could make it listenable yeah we could be like you know the family members are coming in and uh there's nice music playing and i saw that that guy was wearing a perry ellis suit you know that is a nice suit yeah, but a- the point is you know like, it's nothing happening but me and you could smoothly yeah, Make yeah. It. Just talk about man. What? Are the, look at the drapes in this place. The lighting is so incredible. Yeah, and we know with we got the spot on our mic where we want it. We know where we want the mic on the car ride review. We know where we want the sound in the studio. Mm-hmm. We know how you know. So, but yeah, just looking back to how we started, and then we were doing those two shows together, and then we were talking about in that that was april may and then we talked about man september october or september and august that's a long way from like april and may it seems like we said we're going to do house of the dragon and the rings of power and then we got up on them and we did them and we did the best we could and one was really good and one was bad and we were behind a little some here and there but we got them out yeah and I remember that like yesterday, like we planned so hard and that was August of 2022 and this is April of 23. Yeah. That's a lot of months. That's like eight, nine months. And we've actually been getting success in all of our, and you know. We haven't done anything that like everything we've done is, even if it was slow, it's climbing. Yeah. Each podcast. We have more listeners than we had. YouTube, a we month have more ago. subscribers. Yeah, TikTok has really risen a lot. It's helped us a ton. But through, we're almost at the year anniversary for this podcast, and it has ne- maybe it hasn't gotten like blown up or gotten fast, but it has never took a step backwards. Mm-mm. 
our quality has gotten better. Uh, we have gotten better. Our viewership has gotten larger. And do you want to do a year? your podcast or your little if we can I won't lock it in but if we can if nobody's busy and we can I just uh, and we got a lot going forward like you guys are killing it on YouTube and I've been looking and the amount of content that y'all are putting out is kind of crazy yeah we're 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 filling that YouTube page real quick that YouTube let's plays are getting kind of crazy like I looked the other day and like three in a row we're out an hour or two hours long and i was like well it probably took you two hours to play that and an hour to edit it or more yeah that's about right and it was like wow and then on the movie end of it you know we just did john wick we did which we did opening night in the xd theater Mm -hmm. and then we backed that up with an early screening of dungeons and dragons and now a week later super mario and then the future we got Pope's Exorcist in a couple of weeks, and then like Guardians. Right after that, Guardians, and then we go into the summertime, and we've got Indiana Jones. We've got uh, that that new Stephen King movie. Stephen King movie. You've got that Disney movie that you wanted to see. Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion, and it just keeps going on and on. You got like Mission Impossible. I'm never gonna miss a chance to crap on Tom Cruise and say how he's not as good as Keanu and John Wick. <laughs> he's such a dork. <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't want to see Mission Impossible. Have you seen any of them? Yeah. I, I, the funny thing is, I've gone along with people to watch them, and like I've seen like Mission Impossible Five in theater, and I hadn't seen any of the other ones. So I've kind of had that. I've never seen one of them. Well, uh, what are they on? They're on, oh, I think they're all on Prime or HBO right now. All of them. So you could go in and make a run if you wanted to. But I do know that all of them aren't good. Oh, yeah. Well, like the early ones or the mid ones or the later ones? I don't really know. I haven't seen them all. Oh, yeah, that's a fair point. But I do know that some of them are mid. But I, then I hear like Fallout's unbelievable. So, is that the one with uh, Henry Cavill? Yeah. Of course, it's going to be great. It's got Henry Cavill. It's got Superman. The only problem is, is uh, this new one that's coming out is a part one of a part two. I don't like that at all for a, a huge film. Well, Harry Potter did it. I know. You know what else did it? Hunger Games. The Hunger Games, and how did that turn out? A third movie that was boring and didn't go anywhere, and a fourth movie nobody liked. <laughs> we should have ripped it off like a band-aid in one. I'm happy that people told me not to watch past two. Well, I'm glad somebody told you. It was me. It was me, Austin! <laughs> oh, son of a... That third movie sucked, and then that fourth movie was just sad. Oh, was it? Yeah, I mean, spoiler alert. They killed Katniss's sister. Really? Yep. Her boyfriend did. Hemsworth dropped a bomb on Prim. Why? Well, the bomb was like part of a larger scale attack. And she was just caught in the crossfire? She was a nurse out 
helping people that were getting bombed in the capital, Pan Am. I thought Chris Hemsworth was like... Not Chris, or, Liam. Or, yeah, Liam Hemsworth. I thought he was like a rebel kid. I was like, I hate the... He is. They were bombing Pan Am, the capital. Oh, okay. And Prim was out there just being a nurse and a medic. Helping people. And he made the call to drop a bomb and it killed her. That is phenomenal. I'm glad I didn't watch it. You know what happened in the end? What? She just like... Don't you tell me Katniss got with him. No. Everything <laughs> was literally in chaos, like Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. And it just showed Katniss and Peter Millark out there together, and they had a couple of kids. and Moved were, on with their lives? Were, yeah, and that was the end of it. Hmm. Even though the Empire was reforming, I'm sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I think that's really all there is on Super Mario Bros. It was a it was a, it was was a a small movie, really fast and to the point. Yeah. Got the point across, and I really enjoyed it. It's a fun little movie. It's a fun little movie. On, on, the, on the scale, I'm going to give it a 78 out of 100. I'm going to give it a thumbs up, and people of all ages, whether you know the... Uh, Mario or not, play the games, old, young, you should go and watch it. You'll enjoy yourself. Oh, yeah. No I, cons. No, really. No. I say for me, I'm about the same way. I I would give this movie a 75, just naturally, but um, I feel like an 80 is a, is a good number because of Seth Rogen alone. <laughs> yeah, man. I think Seth Rogen... I used to love him. Yeah. I used to love Pineapple Express super bad. I used to freaking, I won't say worship, but freaking loved him. Yeah. And what he's become just, it just makes me like really sad. Oh, sorry. I said Seth Rogen. I meant Jack Black. My bad. Well, I I needed to say that about Seth Rogen. No, yeah, that's fair. But uh, the reason that I bumped this movie up to an 80s is because of Jack Black. Because it would be a 75 if it wasn't for Jack Black's over-the-top performance. I couldn't praise Jack Black's performance as Bowser enough because Bowser's a very important character, and Jack Black, like, he wrote... I don't know how you do that. Like, he rose the character of Bowser, even though Bowser was very important. Mm -hmm. Like, so, Jack Black gets my MVP in this movie tenfold. Oh, yes. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to say about it? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't have... I mean, it was a fun movie to watch, and there's not anything wrong with it. Well, okay, then. You want to tell the people what you're working on YouTube? Currently, me and Josh, we're, we're doing our first ever playthrough on uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. It's very... Uh, it's a good game. It's uh, it's getting it's gotten me into a few scares and thrills so far. Yeah. And uh, we're j and Josh is continuing his uh, Splinter Cell playthrough on there, getting through it, and uh, we're almost near the end of it, I do believe. So check us out on YouTube at Dumb Dominoes for more yeah. Let's Plays. And you can find us anywhere. You can find us on Dumb Dominoes on. Instagram, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on TikTok where we've got the most headway. We've got a video that's about to cross over 300,000 views. Really? Yep. 
it's a 294 and then we have another video that's about to cross 200,000 views mm. so we would really 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 want to invite you to like and subscribe on there because we only have 220 ish followers and if we can get to a thousand we can post our link to mm -hmm. the full length podcast and that would really help us out a lot so please like and subscribe oh yes but i think that's all we've got today all right opening and closing music by daniel schroeder bye everybody see ya